No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And welcome to the Friday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Chris Schubert, Sean Crespin with you here on a Friday. Sean, we've made it through another week. Any big plans for the weekend? Valentine's Day is this weekend, Schubert. I know in, in your world that doesn't have to mean anything. It's another day. This day year. I'll be hanging out on Sunday. There's a wrestling pay-per-view I'll be watching. That's what Oh, I'll there you go. Sunday. That's not bad. See, I would rather be doing that. So Sunday, actually, on Valentine's Day, I'll be working in Arizona, an Arizona State men's basketball game. You're really you're really earning some brownie points. I'll be on that. But on Saturday, I'm going to do the, the usual deal where I make lasagna for Lindsay and I. We have a, we have a us day. So that's that Saturday. So those are the plans this weekend. Um, we go from full football, you know, twenty four seven on the weekends to making a lasagna and working on Sunday. Okay. So yeah, that's that's okay. the weekend. Hold on, and mm-hmm. again, we're off the rails already. This okay. lasagna is yep. it like a special Sean Crespin recipe? Does it have like how does this work? Well, it's one that I found like ten years ago when we first started dating about ten years ago, and I made it, and it was delicious. So then we just kind of became the annual thing. It's uh, and I never pronounce this word right. Is it bolognese sauce? Am I saying very right? good, John? Yes, bolognese. Uh, sauce, where it's yeah. meat and a bunch of veggies, and I, I chop it up, make it from scratch, and it's uh, comes out really nice. It comes out really good. It's the one thing that I I like take pride in that I make really well. Outside of carne asada and some chicken, outside of that, uh, the 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 uh, the bolognese sauce lasagna that I make is is top notch, man. Which means it's only good for one time a year. Top notch, only gets brought out because you know, listen. The, the the whole idea of Valentine's Day to me is ridiculous and stupid. It's a money grab. We all know that, wow. right? Wow. Um, okay. It is. Sorry, ladies. That's the truth. Uh, it, it's a ridiculous holiday that's just meant for a money grab. Um, but you got to do it, right? So you just find something like that, make it easy every year. That way you're not spending $800 for some stupid holiday. And uh, yeah, meal, make it easy. So that's, that's the weekend. We got Valentine's Day because I work on Sunday doing that on Saturday. It'll be the old lasagna for me. I'll save you. I'll save you a piece there, Schubert. Thanks. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. All right. Let's enough talk about lasagna, spaghetti, Italian food, whatever we were just doing right there. Lots of stuff to get into here on the program on our Friday. Let's tell everybody what is in the lead. This is the one they're talking about. John, the top story on the show today, and something we're going to dive into, I think, in greater detail in about 15 minutes or so. The Texans made the decision this morning, and then we saw a social media video from J.J. Watt confirming it and giving his side of the story, him being frontward facing about this and explaining. Him and the Texans have agreed to part ways. They're not going to go the route of potentially trading uh, J.J. Watt. Uh, I would assume they probably made some phone calls to generate some sort of interest, didn't necessarily love the response that they got back, and they decided to do right by J.J., allow him to see the open market, allow him to, to explore different avenues, multiple different teams, and to allow him to maybe pick his next destination. So... Uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Again, you, you see the Houston Texans making a move like this. People are going to immediately jump to conclusions. I think we all expected J.J. Watt, no matter what was going on with Deshaun Watson, to be playing for another team and wearing a different uniform next season. But it is different once we are here and we actually see J.J. Watt putting out that social media video saying, you know, I am moving on. Here's here's just a piece. It was about a two-minute-plus two video. Here's here's about 30 seconds of his, his announcement. I want to speak directly to you and the city of Houston um, so you can hear the words straight from my mouth. Um, I have sat down with the McNair family and I have asked them for my release and we have mutually agreed to part ways at this time. The way that you guys have treated me, besides draft night, I mean, you guys booed me on draft night, but uh, every day after that, you treated me like family. 
and I truly feel like you're my family. I'm excited and looking forward to a new opportunity, and I've been working extremely hard, um, but at the same time, it is, it is always tough to move on. That's J.J. Watt from his Twitter account today. Uh, I, I, and the reason I wanted to play that is it's, it's, I think, important to the narrative of what's going on with the Houston Texans right now. What did he say about how this went down? I he sat down. down with them and asked them for mm-hmm. my release. This wasn't, and I know the statement that's going to come out from the Texans. It may have already done it as we're recording this show just, uh, here on Friday morning. Um, the Texans are going to say we've mutually agreed to part ways. Might be true, but that was after J.J. came to you and said, listen, I want out. So, I mean, that's just another... You know, when we tell the story of the 2019 through the 2020 Houston Texans and the disaster that it was from the second quarter of the divisional round of the playoffs against the Chiefs until now, when we tell that story, add this one to it as well. Another, The face of your franchise. He is the face of your franchise since its inception. If you think about the Houston Texans, say, give me a Houston Texans, great. There's a few. Andre Johnson might come to mind. But it's J.J. Watt. Yes, it is. It's J.J. Watt. And, and the face of your franchise, that'd be like if Larry went to the Cardinals and said, hey, guys, um, I'm out. Find a way to get rid of me. I mean, that's a, that's just another knock to what is the Houston Texans right now, which is just a dumpster fire. And we're going to get more into this and some of the other weird stories of superstars in the National Football League coming up in 10 minutes. But, yeah, this is – I don't think any of us, are, like you said, are, are shocked he's not going to play for the Texans next year. But again, it's not a good optics. It's not good optics for the Texans if JJ Watt comes to you and says, "Guys, I want out." It's just not good. Yeah, and just the, the list of, of people that have left that organization over the last two years is a, is, is a lengthy one, and it might only grow here over the next couple of months. Sean, I want to discuss a story in the ever-evolving uh, carousel that is the quarterback circus in the National Football League because, honestly, it feels like it is a daily update. It is to a new report, a new rumor, a new trade offer with some quarterback. Insert whatever quarterback you want it to be. Yesterday and the day prior, there's been a lot of Russell Wilson talking. We'll get into that here on the show once again. Today, it's Carson Wentz-related. Ron Jaworski, the... Uh, franchise legend quarterback there in Philadelphia was talking to I think a local Philadelphia station and and was talking about it is and discussing Carson Wentz and some train rumors and he told them that he's heard that the Colts have the best offer out there the the best actual offer that's been put on paper and this is what it has been two second round picks and maybe a third or fourth somewhere down the road that's the actual offer that's been put on the table. So we've heard all these talks about, oh, they're trying to get a Matt Stafford-like return, trying to get multiple first-round picks. We've heard rumors of at least one first-round pick if, if he gets traded to the Bears or to Indy. It looks like, at least according to Ron Jaworski, that if the, if a trade is actually on the table, it is from the Colts, and it only has two second-round picks. Yeah, and uh, again, people are going to use last year as leverage in this, in this negotiation process. They're going to use last year. You know, the numbers last year aren't great. The way he played last year wasn't great. They sat him down and went with the rookie last year. You know, so to a quarterback that was a backup when the season ended, you're not going to give first-round picks for, though I believe he is worth that. Um, they're going to – somebody will end up offering a first. They'll get a first for him. This is the early stages of the negotiations. We have until mid-April. It's going. He'll be traded. This one might take a little bit longer, but he'll be traded – uh, and uh, they'll it, end up getting a first, but it's not you're not going to get a Matt Stafford deal, you know. And I think that's going to be difficult when it comes to the Deshaun Watson thing. Is Deshaun Watson a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford? Yes. Can a team, any team, I don't care who it is, realistically give up more 
than what the Rams gave up? No, you can't. Not a single player is worth more than what the Rams gave up. I don't care who it is because of how bad it sets you back. So if they're they're looking for a Matt Stafford-type deal, good luck. If the Houston Texans are looking for double what Matt Stafford Stafford rendered for the Rams, good luck. It's not going to happen. Not a single player in the National Football League is worth more than what the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford. So, I, I mean, like this we... this this will settle somewhere in the middle. They'll get there first. He won't be an eagle. He'll either be a bear or a colt. One of them will give up a first, and they'll call it a day, wash their hands, and, and move forward. But, yeah, this is just the early 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 going negotiations of how these processes play out. We'll get to the start of the new, new league year, March 17th. If it's not done instantly at that point... We'll get to, you know, closer to the draft, right through the draft process. Once we start getting closer to that draft process, both sides will start feeling the pressure because the Colts have to do something for that quarterback position and the Eagles have to move them before the draft. So the angst will start to build for both sides and something will get done. They'll get there first. They're not going to get two. They're not going to get two plus, two plus and then a player. Like, that's not going to happen, but they'll get there first feels like Chicago is the team that's more willing to give up the first than Indy. Indy, is, it feels like they're just digging in. They're not going to move 21 under well, any circumstance. Then you're going to we'll waste see. the opportunity you have to win now, Indy. Indy uh, has I to agree, do something. But, yeah, uh, listen. And, and again, if they miss out on Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz goes for a first, guess what? If you talk to any of these other teams for a quarterback, they're going to start at a first as well. So you, you, you might end up having to give up the first anyway. You might as well do it if it's a guy that you like in Carson Wentz, but we shall see. Sean, I feel like we should wrap up In the Lead by discussing the, the basketball game that you were uh, you were in attendance for uh, well, last night. That's the end of In the Lead. <laughs> we're not talking about that game. I'm kidding. Go ahead. I mean, any thoughts? You were in the building. They, they start this, you know, this stretch against the Oregon schools. They play again, as Sean mentioned at the beginning of the show, on Sunday. And I, I, Sean, I, you know, I said it, I'll say it again. I, I, I don't put a lot of stock into this in terms of the bigger picture of the program, but it's not good with the way that this season has gone. Well, I mean, you 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 heard about the uh, players who got hurt in practice yes. today before the game yesterday, right? And didn't yes. play. It's not yes. the COVID issues that they were dealing with was down the depth chart, down the roster, down the bench. Didn't matter. But unfortunately, this is what Bobby Hurley told us with the broadcast. When, uh, when we did his pregame interview is on, uh, what would that be, Wednesday. Wednesday's practice, he said, was the best 40 minutes they've had of practice. And then within a five-minute stretch towards the end of practice, Austin got hurt, Bagley rolled an ankle, Christopher hurt his right calf. In a five-minute stretch at the end of practice, three guys, who you two starters and a significant bench player, gone. So you go into yesterday, Austin's out. You knew that going in. Bagley was out. You knew that was you knew that going in. Christopher uh, gave it a go, tried to play, and was actually playing decent. He went up and made a sensational block that should have been on SportsCenter's top ten. Ridiculous block, but landed straight on his back, and he exited in the first half and didn't return. So you were so limited. I mean, you're down to basically seven guys who are going to have an impact, and they tried to hang in there. You know, they cut it down to single digits and. Made a game of it. Made tried to make a run. They just didn't shoot the ball very well. Only shooting thirty three percent. But you know the guys that were able to play were scrappy. Listen, this season just it won't end. And what I mean by that you'd is like it is, too. I think you'd like yeah, it too. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not even necessarily saying that. Just like the the issues with this program just won't end from constant starts and stops. You know, guys having to take leave. You know, with Remy Martin with when he when he lost his grandfather and grandfather unfortunately and went back for the funeral and. 
uh, and I mean that unfortunately for him and his family, not for the program. But uh, you know, Tayshawn Cherry has taken personal leave. You know, Bagley was out early in the year, and they haven't had their full roster for a single game this year. It's just, and it's just, it just continues to pile on. It's just been, it's just been ridiculous. So yeah, they got Oregon State on Sunday. We'll see who's available to play. I mean, that's been the main theme with this basketball team. We'll see who's available to play. They'll, they'll tip it off and try to get a W, you know. I, at this point, you're, I think you're just trying to get healthy and find some way of cohesiveness, trying to find some kind of cohesiveness before the Pac-12 tournament. And then you go to the Pac-12 tournament and try to make a run and see what happens. But that's all you really have left at this point. Yeah, this, I, I this, think so they this, have seven I, games to make up and three weeks to do it. It's not going to happen. So it, 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 I, it, the whole thing has just been a mess from the get-go. I, I think at this point, the way I'm looking at this season is give yourself some positivity going into the offseason. Going in, going into the transition, but that's this that's year the but year. no, but see that's the give biggest, yourself something. No, but that's the biggest issue with this because what happens at the end of this year? You lose Remy Martin, and if you look at any and I know you do, you look at mock drafts in the NBA. Christopher and Bagley are gone. So if you look, it, it, you know, and again, that's just speculation. I don't know anything. Yeah, they haven't left yet. They haven't made that decision. If you look at the mock drafts that are out there, they have both of them in the first round. The majority of them do. So more than likely, they're gone. So it's, you know, like earlier I was talking with some guys who said, oh, you just have to, you know, chalk this one up as a mulligan. No, because a mulligan means I get another swing at it. I get another crack at it. This team doesn't get another crack at it with the way it's currently made. It doesn't. So it's unfortunate for AZ, and I think that's where the frustration comes in because you don't know what the future is going to hold with this team. Everybody was looking at this year as the most talented, and it is on paper, the most talented ASU basketball team they've had in a long, long time. And for every reason that's really, for the most part, outside of their control, it's just been derailed, man. Just derailed. It's it's hard to put it into words because it's just – you just kind of throw your hands up and you go, okay, like – just wait to play the next game, right? I mean, this team has had a lot of bad things go their way throughout. When you look at the COVID stops and starts, you look at the injuries. They just they just have not not had themselves all together to be able to play for an extended period of time. And even when they have, there's been something getting in the way, whether it's COVID derailing the start of the season, just all sorts of different things. So, at this point, you you look at the number of games on the calendar and you try to get through it. And you you try to put together a nice little run here, like you said, get to the Pac-12 tournament. Maybe you can surprise some people. But at this point, I think you just kind of throw your hands up in the air and say, "Oh well." You know, what do you do? That, that, what do you do? You can't you can't do any more. What do you than, do? Than what has occurred? Hey, during, and, I, and I'll tell you this season. though: Remy Martin, the last three games, has shown why he's 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 a Sun Devil that'll be remembered forever, and was a preseason All American. The dude dropped thirty points again last night. 30 of ASU 64 and but his energy level on both sides the last three games has just been it's been through the roof so you tip your cap to him because a lot of these kids could have just with everything we're throwing out there right now just said the hell with it and put their hands in the air and said mm-hmm. the hell with and it. they didn't but they, they haven't didn't. they haven't so you know credit to them but you know it's 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 very frustrating coming up next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone JJ Watt and the Texans are parting ways what teams make the most sense for JJ Watt and what does this say about the state of affairs in Houston we'll get into it next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone I'm on it right now noble.com noble.com 
6,000 new vehicles, 1,200 used vehicles. There's 7,200 vehicles I'm looking at right now on Noble.com. You can be looking at it too. 17 different brands, 21 different locations. And at Noble.com with Earnhardt Auto Centers, check out the Noble Express option. You can't miss it. It's right at the header of the page. Right now they got a big banner right there too. Boom, click that bad boy. You're going to be able to test drive a vehicle that's brought straight to your house. You're going to finish your financial application online as well. They're going to they're going to bring the vehicle to your house once you're done with your purchasing process. Noble.com is where you want to go. 7,262 to be exact vehicles for you to browse right now at noble.com that can be right right brought right to your front door to test drive and to purchase. You know it's a name you can trust. Earnhardt Auto Centers, locally owned and operated since 1951. It's a name you know you can trust. Earnhardt Auto Centers and noble.com. That ain't no bull. So, Sean, we, we, we learned the news earlier this morning that J.J. Watt and the Texans have mutually agreed to part ways. Do, should I put mutually agreed in air quotes? Would you like me to put that in air quotes? Yeah, one mutually one agreed? mutually agreed once the other one said, get me the hell out of here. That's that's what that's what happened. So, J.J. Watt will not be traded to a new team, but he will be playing for a new team next season. And, and this gives us an opportunity to kind of explore that question and then look at the, 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 the state of the Houston Texans at large. And, Sean, i got to be honest with you. The news broke that J.J. Watt and the Texans were mutually agreeing to part ways, and I saw some tweets from people here in town that were like, hey, Arizona Cardinals should go after J.J. Watt. Stop it. should bring him into town. And my response was, J.J. Watt wants to win a championship. Thank you. Next season. Yes, that's number A. And he's not going to do that here. That's number A. Sorry. Sorry, Cardinal fans. Not happening here. Not next year. Number A, he wants to compete for for something. Um, You know, more than likely, he wants to compete for something. So that's... As Mike Bauer always said, number A, uh, number number B would be uh, the thing we've been talking about at nauseum already, and the offseason just started. Your cap space issue. You know what? Are you, what are you going to do? You're going to wave bye to Hassan Reddick to bring in JJ Watt for two years? You no. Know, you know, like what? What, what are you going to do? Yeah. So it it doesn't make any sense. Is it fun? Yes. You have got to talk about it, right? Hey, imagine JJ and the Cardinals lined up opposite him. Chandler Jones, are you kidding me? You know, you got to talk about it, right? It's just what we do here. But um, realistically... That's the end of the conversation. Not yeah, there happen. you go. The I conversation mean, ends there. Yeah, If you're kind, you call his agent today, right? And you oh, just absolutely. Go, you just go, hey, um, you know, it's beautiful here in Phoenix. I don't know if you <laughs> if you knew that, but it's gorgeous out here. Uh, we got this... Uh, we could put him with Chandler Jones, you know, maybe extend his, 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 his uh, career a little bit because he won't have to... Shoulder all the load, you know what's? The, oh, he's not in. Okay, he's not interested. Okay, uh, so you got to make that phone call. But um, yeah, there's there's twofold there why it's probably not going to happen. Uh, you're not ready to win now. I think that's going to be a. I would guess that would be a factor for J.J. Watt, right? Should having be. having not won a ring in his career, I would guess it's going to be a big factor. So that's against you. And then again, the cap space. Like you don't. So, I mean, what do you do? What do you do? You know. I saw a very good tweet. Um, I forget who it was by, but I was I was looking at Twitter, the Twitter reaction to this this morning, and I saw a tweet get put into my timeline that said that hey, at least Bill O'Brien would have gotten a uh, Bill O'Brien would have gotten a uh, you know a big time running back contract back in exchange for JJ Watt if he was still in charge. Yeah, for sure. Instead of getting the, jo- the jokes are all over the place today. The jokes are all well, over and the that's place another today. knock on the Houston Texans is you know like you you've seen this coming. We've all seen this coming. Right, the last two years or so, we all just assume, like you know, it's not a shock to us that he's not going to play for the Texans next year. Why yes, wouldn't you shop him? The only shocking part of today's news was that that they didn't trade him. And Why that wouldn't they just you shop him? him? JJ Watt playing elsewhere is not the surprise. You're story. telling me you uh, couldn't have gotten a second or a third for him? 
mean, Sean, do you think they called people? I mean, I think they did. I think I think after the season ended for them, they've been on the phone with different people, and they felt that they couldn't get a second or a third for J.J. Watt. That maybe it was only a fourth or a fifth. That's I a mean, big cap number for next seven, season. It's Seventeen and a half million dollars. Yeah, that's a big number a for a lot of teams because how many teams have cap space to be able to bring that kind of money on? And well, and, and and how many? Could that be their only move? They bring in J.J. Watt, and that's it. Right. And well, there are teams that want to rebuild their entire roster. So I, I could see a scenario where they called five or six different teams, and the best offer they got was a fourth or a fifth. And and I believe Cal McNair and everybody involved with the Texans that said they wanted to do right by J.J. It wouldn't be fair to J.J. to just ship him off for a fourth or fifth round pick to someplace that he doesn't really have a say in, whereas this allows him to pick his, his spot. They do right by him. The fourth or fifth round pick is not going to be a groundbreaking pick for the Houston Texans anyway. And, and so now J.J. Can, can move on, and the Texans can focus on bigger things like figuring out what's going on with their quarterback. Although Cal McNair did say uh, today that uh, you know there's a lot of stuff out there that's just untrue, a lot of misinformation that's out there when it comes to the Deshaun Watson situation. Now let's, let's play this game out, Sean. Let's play this game out because I've seen a lot of people try to connect the easy dots and say, oh, J.J. Watt's going to go to Pittsburgh, play with his brothers. You know, all his brothers are in Pittsburgh. That makes more sense. That's the team that makes the most sense to me. Wisconsin, that team is, is close to winning a championship. It's an immediate contender in the conference. I think that's where he could go. I also think Tennessee could be a scenario. Well, the problem with Green Bay, and again, this is an estimation because we don't know what the salary cap is going to be, but according to OverTheCap.com, you are $28 million in the red if you're Green Bay. So how do you, unless J.J.'s willing to do the old, you know, I'm going back home, I played at Wisconsin, I'm from Wisconsin, so I'm going back home, maybe I take the discount here. But you're right now, if you're the Green Bay Packers, on the estimated 180-ish million dollar, 180 million dollar salary cap this year, again, it's an estimation. Uh, they're 28 million over. So if you're in Green Bay, you know, we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals having to do some trickiness, and they're they got they right now have 13. They're at least po- they have positive cash Positive, flow. correct. If you're Green Bay, you're really trying to get creative with that cap. So it's going to be difficult to make that happen if you're the Green Bay Packers. But that that's a team I think that makes. You know, when you start connecting dots, makes the most sense. They were they've been in the NFC Championship game back to back years. They've won 13 games each of the last two years. He's from Wisconsin. They're ready to win. And who couldn't use a pass rusher? You know what I mean? So um, even though JJ Watt last year finally did play in 16 games, all 16 games, only had five sacks, uh, did have uh, 17 quarterback hits. However. But the defense um, was brutal, though. 14 don't, tackles. Don't look at those numbers. That four, entire well, four, defense was But again, look, at, look at the TFLs, too. Tackles for loss are a big stat for me, too. He had 14 of them. That's not bad. Um, but, uh, the, you know, he hasn't had double-digit sacks, and that's where, that's where you get paid as a pass rusher. That's how you get paid. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though quarterback hits and tackles for loss can be equally as impactful, you know, lead to lead to, uh, to, to stalled drives or hitting the quarterback, pressuring them, you know, leads to off off inaccurate throws and everything else those can be equally as impactful that's not where you get paid as a pass rusher you get paid as a pass rusher by one column on the stat sheet i'm looking at and that's sacks he hasn't had a double digit stack sack season since 2018 which was the last time he played all 16 games he's only played all 16 games twice in the last six years so yeah, that's been that's the biggest knock on that'll him, be right? another yeah. that'll be another yeah. knock on him so uh who knows where what his number is going to be in terms of you know what you know, what the market's going to bear out for his for a salary for JJ Watt, so and who knows what he's looking for again? Maybe the most important thing for JJ Watt is winning, and if that's the case, you take significantly less to go to a Green Bay Packers or somewhere like that. But um, yeah, I don't think if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you're in the ballpark. 
but the teams that make sense to me would be teams that are ready to win now. Green Bay's Green Bay's one of them. I would say, uh, you know, Pittsburgh maybe because his brother, no. they, you know, everything else there. We're, no, that uh, team's not. I, that's, so what? He can go finish third in his own division next year? Well, they're going to be. They're, they'll win their division again next year as long as they stay healthy. They have the, that defense is legit, dude. Um, they're losing a couple pieces, but they're they're going to roll back a defense that's going to be tops in the league again. So and as I long as they the stay healthy, team in that division next year behind who? The behind Baltimore Ravens and, and the in Cleveland. And what yes. are you basing that on? I mean, Cleveland did win 11 games last year. I don't know if you remember that. I do. They, I also they won saw 11 games with, a, with with a very good defense that's younger than than the Steeler defense. I saw the Steelers win 11 straight last year with the defense. And then, that, and then how they finished the season, Sean? Well, they, they were down the their fifth linebacker. You got okay. to put context and, and, to it. And, and and Big Ben also didn't play well the, the last half of the season. No one great that stretch. He did not play particularly the, but the, well. But he it wasn't older. It wasn't necessarily, in my opinion, Big Ben. It was the lack of running the football. That team couldn't run the football to save their life. That's why they ran the offensive coordinator out of the out of the equation. So I, I still think they'll be one of the better teams in the. Either way, they'll be they'll be pushing for a playoff spot. They'll probably be in the postseason tournament. So I don't think it's it would be out of the question if you're JJ Watt. I think they're a long shot. I you know I don't see them being on, on top. We got to throw but... Tampa out there. Um, the Tom Brady effect. You just have you just have to. You, we we don't have to say they're a favorite, but you just have to because gonna, Tom Brady, Tampa. Yeah, they're going to struggle to to bring back a lot of the talent on no, the. No, everybody's taking side. pay cuts. Everybody's yeah, everybody's taking. Pay According cuts. to Bruce Arians at the uh, the celebration the other everybody's, day, everybody's taking, taking pay, pay cuts. cuts. Everybody's coming back, uh, but they're going to struggle to bring their own talent back as well. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. You know, what? what's his market going to bear for a salary and what ballpark are teams playing in if they're trying to get the services of J.J. Watt? Uh, but, uh, again, you're not getting 2018 J.J. Watt, who was, uh, I think that was his last his last uh, uh, Pro Bowl appearance. You're getting 2021 J.J. Watt, who, again, five sacks in 16 games last year. Defense was terrible, but it, it, he's not the same you know, completely game-wrecking mm-hmm. defensive end that he was in, in years past. But he's still still a damn capable player. I'd like to add one more thing here before we move on to buy or sell to close out the program, Sean, because I've seen this on Twitter a bunch and social media and all, all different places. Uh, I think it is extremely foolish and lacking context to compare the J.J. Watt situation to the Deshaun Watson situation in Houston. Does Houston deserve... Uh, Blame and criticism for allowing the J.J. Watt situation to get this far? Absolutely. Do they deserve blame and criticism for allowing the Deshaun Watson situation to get to this point where Deshaun Watson is unhappy? Yes. But there is a difference between an aging pass rusher that has all the stats that Sean just mentioned, who has a $17.5 million cap hit for a team that's not going anywhere next season, and comparing it to a franchise quarterback who is under contract for big money and and them just you know trading him, right? There's a difference between that. Huge difference. Uh, for, pe- for people out there who are like, oh, the, the, the Houston Texans can just mutually agree to part ways with J.J. Watt and they, they, they won't answer the phone for Deshaun Watson, it's not that simple. It's not that simple of a conversation. They deserve blame for both of these situations. They deserve criticism for both of these situations, but they are different. They are different situations, and I'm not coming to this as a Texans defender. They deserve... I have thrown blame their way every chance I get, and I will continue to do it. This is a this is a creation that that they are uh, they are the the people who 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 made right. This is their mess. They have to live with it. Um, but there, there's different context to this. So I saw that out there on social media, and I just wanted to address it here on the show because I, I I'm just baffled by it. I'm baffled by the idea that these two situations can be viewed as similarly. Like, oh, they can just get rid of JJ Watt, but they'll just keep Deshaun Watson hostage. Like, I, I I think there's there's a lot to consider before making that statement. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. It's 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 apples and oranges completely. Dude on the end of his career, dude that's 25 years old, you know, and 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 in the prime, 
different positions. It's, the whole thing is different. It's ridiculous to even compare the two. I, I couldn't agree more. Coming up next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone, we wrap up the week, we wrap up the Friday edition of the program with a little buy or sell. We'll get into it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, have to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped and fellas, Valentine's Day right around the corner. Make sure you're ready for wherever the night may take you. Maybe you're going to serve Sunday, Sean's special Schubert. lasagna recipe. Mm-hmm. Sunday. Say maybe you're gonna maybe you're gonna get the recipe from Sean on Twitter. You're gonna make that special lasagna. Well, then you need to be ready for wherever the night may take you. And our friends over at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming, they're here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Two million men already trusting Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you are one of them. And start with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. It's got the third generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, advanced skin safe technology, cutting edge ceramic blade, reduces those grooming accidents. That's why you have the, and you also have the crop preserver, the crop reviver. You have the Manscaped new refined cologne, which has the signature scent that is in all of Manscaped's formulas. The cologne is a is the perfect complement to the collection. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Head over to manscaped.com and use the promo code Noble when you check out. You will get twenty percent off and free shipping. So head over to manscaped.com, check out everything I just mentioned, and when you check out, use the promo code Noble and you will get twenty percent off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. John Crespin, once again, for the Thursday, Friday in a row, I'm not prepared for buy or sell. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. As soon as I hit the music, give me, you give me a second. I saw yeah. you scrambling to find cables yeah, to plug yeah, in. Yeah, you hold know, on a for second. the sound effects, for the buy sound effect. For okay, the I got the cable. I got, the, you got cable. the cable. That's step one. Now you got to find the, where am I plugging this damn thing in? I think I got to plug <laughs> into the bottom of my phone here or something. I don't know what you use back there to fire so off those sound I'm, effects. Normally, I'm a little bit better prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, not it's as not much like we today. didn't you talk about this before no, the show no, that we, we were going to yeah, do. Yeah, we didn't have it all planned by out. ourselves. You know, we've even written out you know topics and everything, and you couldn't have Ooh, the damn okay. thing plugged in. All right, you want to give me you want to you want to you want to give there me a little test here. I buy that Chris Schubert should have been more. Uh, should have been more prepared to start this. You want so to give me a, you, so wait, wait, say that again. What, oh, what I, you, I buy buying? that you should have been more, uh, more, more prepared for this particular segment. You want to, there we go. Okay, it's a little loud. It's a little you can loud. Probably we'll, bring that down a little bit. But all right, here we go. Let's fire this off. It's called filibuster. There, did a good job. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay, buy or sell, Sean. Ready to go. We got a couple topics here on the on the on the uh, the docket here for the show. Buy or sell. The Phoenix Suns have firmly established themselves as a top half Western Conference team. I'm buying that, man, and, and I'm at the risk of coming off like a homer here. I'm, I'm, I'm buying that. I think if you just look down, first of all, you know my rule: give me past Christmas, right? Well, yeah, that, this, so what's, this the, what's year, the new rule for this? This year? whole year was out, but the fact that we're we're we are already a third of the way through the NBA season, we have an idea of who people are at this point, yes, right? We do. You are a third of the way through the NBA season. We have an idea of who teams are. Jazz have been playing sensational basketball. They're twenty and five. Obviously, the two LA teams. That's your tier one. We kind of went over this earlier in the week. But find me somebody else outside of that that is clear in a way better than this Phoenix Suns basketball team right now. You can't find one. Blazers, no. Spurs, no. Nuggets, no. I mean, you find one that that is that you look at and go, damn, Suns, that is, Suns are playing catch up there. There's only three teams that I say that about. That's the Jazz, Lakers, and Clippers. So the Phoenix Suns right now, damn right they are. They're, they're right now... The Phoenix Suns would, if the playoffs, here we go. If the playoffs started today, uh, <laughs> they would be they would be a home, you know, they'd have the home court advantage in a, in a playoff yeah, series. Cool. That that you can't you can't tell me they're not and shouldn't be a uh, considered a a upper portion of the Western Conference right now basketball team. They are. Make some room over there, Sean. 
Mm-hmm. I'll also buy this, and, and I'll add to this. ESPN wrote a story earlier this week uh, using BPI to predict oh, where uh, the playoff team, mm-hmm. where the playoff teams are. Right? They tiered the playoff teams in terms of their likelihood of making the playoffs. And so, in the West, the top three seed odds for these following teams are as follows: the Los Angeles Lakers. They have a ninety-eight point six percent chance of having a top three seed. The Utah Jazz, a ninety-four point eight percent chance of having a top three seed. And the LA Clippers, a seventy-seven point five percent chance of having a top three seed. And these three teams are grouped in the top contenders in the West category. Guess who the top of group two is, which is the solid playoff candidates. It's the Phoenix Suns, Sean. They have a 78.7% chance to finish number six or better. That is the best odds of any team. Better than Denver, better than Golden State, the teams that are directly behind them in, in this category. So this is a Suns team that's playing extremely well. They're, they're proving it in a night in and night out basis. They just beat Milwaukee the other night. Okay, so they're playing good basketball. And they have, at least according to BPI, a 78% chance to finish sixth or higher. Before the season started, when when they made the Chris Paul trade and everything that happened, playoffs were, were the next step. Now we're talking yeah. about a team that you and I think are probably the fourth or fifth best team in the West right now and have a pretty good chance of winning a, po- a postseason series. That just shows you how well this team is playing, how much improved they are, and it goes beyond just Chris Paul. It's the development of DeAndre Ayton. It's the bench. Jay Crowder's been a huge addition on, on the defensive side of the glass. Mikel Bridges has evolved his game tremendously. Probably a candidate for most improved player. I saw him in, in Zach Lowe's uh, 10 Things I Like and Don't Like Com, giving him praise for what he's added to his game this year. So praise is coming from all sorts of different places. They're getting the national spotlight because they're playing well, right? I mean, they got big-time marquee matchup with that with Milwaukee Bucks the other night. Well, I mean, things are all going their direction. Well, and, and, and that that day with the Milwaukee Bucks game was at Wednesday, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Headline on ESPN Will Bond's story of Devin Booker all, all day, the yeah. cover story. And you know, and they and had the, a video out that was going viral. And then they follow it up with a big win against Milwaukee in which Devin Booker plays well. Like, if if, if there was a goal to change the narrative of this basketball team, what the what the NBA culture thinks about them, what the fan bases think about them, those nights are very important. That was a big win for the Phoenix Suns. If Again, and I believe, I, I believe this, one of the goals for this year, adding a Chris Paul, change the narrative of what people think about the Phoenix Suns in the NBA, in basketball circles, and, and and outside in the fan base like us. And they're taking big steps to do that right now. So, yeah, I, I buy I buy this topic completely. Um, the biggest change, you and I were, were crunching some numbers this morning. From last year to this year, it's not offensively. It's not like, it's, it's not adding Chris Paul and putting him with, with, with Devin Booker. As a matter of fact, the Phoenix Suns, they were ninth in scoring last year. Averaging 113 points per game. This year, they're averaging 110. They're 21st in scoring. The difference is they were 20th in points allowed last year. They're fourth this year in points allowed. Mm-hmm. It's on the defensive side of the floor where the biggest change has been uh, has been seen for this basketball Mikhail team. Mikael Bridges, so. Jay mm-hmm. Crowder, and the, and the intensity that Chris Paul brings to this basketball yep. team are the three things that directly lead to that statistic changing from Couldn't last agree year more. to this year. Yep. Those agree are your more. three factors that have led to this team being so much improved on the defensive side uh, of the basketball. All right, Sean, uh, number two here for you. J.J. Watt, buy or sell. J.J. Watt still has something left in the tank. Oh, I buy that. I, I, I completely buy that. You know, I told you, everybody's going to focus on those sta- those sack numbers, right? That's the sexy thing. Those the sack numbers. Look at J.J. He's an edge rusher. Give me the sacks. No, look at the tackles for loss. Look at the quarterback pressure, 17 of them last year. Um, is he going to be defensive player of the year dominant? No. Is he going to is he gonna demand double teams and give opportunities for other people along your defensive front? Yes, he is. He's still that guy. Uh, so I sign me up. I mean, you guys know I'm a Raider fan. If we, if their biggest issue is pass rush. You're telling 
Mike Mayock's ass better been on the phone this morning. Let's just say that. There's definitely I think that phone call went very similarly to Steve Kimes phone more call. More than likely. Hey, uh, show, hey yeah. uh, JJ Agent, what do you think? We, we were trying to put something together here. We have a top 10 offense, but, uh, you know, we really could use your help to turn around this historically bad <laughs> and defense. The, and the response is, yeah. I have to play Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Justin Herbert Twice. two times a year. Good, no man. thanks. Click. So, um, yeah, but anyway, he definitely has some something left in, in the tank. It's not if – you're, if you're expecting to sign dominant defensive player of the year, J.J., no, you'll be no, let down. No. But if you're looking for a quality defensive edge rusher – uh, a productive player? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Sign me up. I'm, I'm buying as well here. Because I think, I think what happened here – and it, it's not – I don't think it's anybody's fault. But I think everything that has happened over the last year plus in, in Houston has kind of put this stigma on everybody. And J.J. Watt is no exception, right? I think this idea of, oh, this Texan team went 4-12. and J.J. Watt can't possibly be an impact player or else he would have helped this team you know, win more football games. I, I just think that's a that's a false notion. J.J. Watt is still a productive player. He can still get after the quarterback. Is he going to be, you know, Aaron Donald-esque, Defensive Player of the Year-esque? No, absolutely not. I don't think he has that left in the tank. Can he be a contributor to a championship-winning team like we've seen guys do over the last couple of years? Listen, Sean, go look at what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive line looked like with Sue and JPP, guys that went in their career, went someplace else, and were productive. I think he can do that. I think he can be productive on another team, be a piece of a big defense. Green Bay, Tennessee are two, two teams that I think immediately jump to mind. Maybe Indy makes a phone call as well. So I agree with you. J.J. Watt still has something left in the tank. All right, we haven't mentioned it at all during the show, but this story has just completely evolved. So I'm going to ask it to you this way, and we can get into it more. Buy or sell, there is something more to Russell Wilson's public frustration. There's something more going on behind the scenes in Russell Wilson's public frustration. You buy or sell? Mm, I'm going to sell that. Mm, I'm going to sell that. Sell, sell, sell. Um, now, if you talk to Brandon Marshall, he's, he says he's, he's not happy, and he's you know they don't appreciate him there, and he says I would know I was there, and all that good stuff. But I, looks I think like this, Seattle management not happy with Russell Wilson for what he did either. Well, so I, but listen, I, I wasn't did. on the Zoom call with the media on Tuesday. I don't know what the question was. What was he asked? You know that that is such a uh, people. It too does many, matter. That does matter. Well, I too agree, many times 100%. people use this term. He came out and said. What do you mean he came out? No, he's on a damn press conference and was asked by media members. He's he's giving an answer. I hate that. He came out and said, what, he went out of his way? No, he was in a media setting. So what question was asked of him? He did say, you know, he, he brought up his offensive line issues, talked about how he was sacked 400 times in his career. He even said in that statement, I have to be better as well. Mm-hmm. So for you know, I think this whole damn thing's being blown out of proportion, if you ask me. Now, does do, do they need to improve the offensive line? Yes. Should your quarterback be putting your offensive line on blast? No, probably not. But the way he plays the game, he's going to get hit more. The way he extends the play, he's going to get hit more. You know, the, uh, both of those things can be true. The management can also be upset that he blasted the offensive line publicly. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they want to get rid of Russell Wilson or that Russell Wilson wants to be out. I don't think there's anything more to it. Then a question made on a Zoom call and an answer given on a Zoom call. And we're blowing this whole damn thing out of proportion because we're all panicking that the Super Bowl's over and we need football content. That's what I think is happening right now. So, no, I sell that. Okay, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to go the completely opposite end of this spectrum from you. But I'm going to caution. I do not think this means that Russell Wilson and Seattle are headed towards a breakup and that Russell Wilson is going to be playing elsewhere next season. Okay, But I, I do think it is noteworthy to mention 
Sean's point is very well taken. We need to understand what the context of the Zoom call was because he was clearly asked a question and he gave that response. But I do think it's noteworthy that, that this is an unusually outspoken Russell Wilson. True. He, would, he wouldn't normally answer, even if a question was asked to him a couple years ago, he wouldn't answer it the way that we just saw him answer it. So I do think there is something here. And I do think there is something to the Seattle front office and Seattle management being a little frustrated if, if this is the way Russell Wilson has chosen to hand, handle his frustrations. Again, I do not think it means we jump to the conclusion of trying to come up with super mega trades like Nick Wright did in which he had a four-team trade that had Russell Wilson playing for the New York Jets next season. I don't think we go to that conclusion in terms of creating football content, but I do think it's something to monitor. It is something to keep an eye on because this is a Russell Wilson that we have never seen. He's never been this outspoken when it comes to something. You're right, Sean. He did take blame for, for it. He said, I have to be better as well. But I do think when you look at the way Russell Wilson has handled himself and has handled his business and has answered questions like this in the past, this is different. This is a different response we're seeing from Russell Wilson. So I do think there's something going on here. Do I think it leads to a situation like we're seeing in Houston with Deshaun Watson? I do not. I think those two sides have enough mutual respect for one another at this point. Uh, unlike in Houston, where Deshaun Watson wants nothing to do with that organization. And I think they're going to be fine and they'll work through this. But it is an interesting development here. This is a, a, a different Russell Wilson that we've seen over the last couple of years. I have a surprise fourth one for you, Sean. It's not on the prep doc, but we were talking about lasagna to start the show. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah, buddy. Lasagna mm -hmm. is the best Italian food dish by no. yourself. Sell pizza. What are you talking sell, about? Sell, sell. I don't even think it's pizza. It's pizza. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell as well, but it's not sell, pizza. Sell, I mean, sell. lasagna is delicious, and it depends on which one you get and where you go. I like a good fettuccine Alfredo. Fettuccine. Yeah, the seat. Now, now we're talking as well. I probably put that see, above lasagna too. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's but what I'm saying. But pizzas. I mean. No, nah, I see. I think I give me fettuccine Alfredo over pizza. Really? And you yeah. call yourself a New Yorker? I didn't say pizza was bad. Oh. Fettuccine well, Alfredo is amazing, though. I mean, don't get me the wrong. First meal of... I, the first meal I get when I get off a plane in New York is I go to a pizza place. I do it every time. Mm -hmm. So I love pizza. But, you know, fettuccine Alfredo. I'm talking like pretty dish. Money. Pizza's not a dish. Okay. Italian dish, right, lasagna. So, okay, so if we like classify it that way. If we classify yeah, it that way. You're still selling, but you're not. Then I'm with you. I mean, there's there are so many Italian pastas that I would probably put ahead of of Spaghetti uh, and meatballs? lasagna. Fan, depends. But... Depends where you go, what you're getting. You know, yeah. There's too many factors here. There's some off. There's some awful places. There's some great places, but uh, lasagna's up there for sure. Lasagna ain't it though. No, yeah, not for no. Not a fan of lasagna. And then I'm not saving you a piece. Well, I didn't think you were saving me a piece anyway. I gotta be honest. I, I have think. to. I don't see you very often. Well, this is the usually, only chance that we interact with one another. I know, right? <laughs> thanks, virtually thanks because of COVID. everything going on. Yeah. Uh, listen, usually. Excuse me. Usually, yeah, I wouldn't be offering you a piece at all. I'm eating all those leftovers. But wait a minute. Can we discuss this real quick? I've got one day in me. Well, listen, yeah, day 24, I'm down 19. Yeah, pounds. you're doing well. Lasagna can't possibly be on the list. It's not on the list. I'm cheating one day. One meal. Oh, I'm cheating for one meal. Mm hmm. Saturday. Sorry, Revitalize. I'm cheating for one meal. <laughs> but I'll be right back on it. Listen, 24 days. I have 16 more days to go with the Revitalized 40-day program. They guarantee you're going to lose 20 pounds or more. I'm already down 19. I'm good. I'm going to blow past that 20-pound uh, mark and, and, and be all set. Not By if you way, eat six pounds worth of lasagna over the weekend. That's what I said. That's what I said. Usually, I would eat all of those leftovers, and I wouldn't even be offering you a slice. But right now... You'd be doing me a favor by taking the leftovers, so therefore I'm not tempted in the fridge. You just got to fight Lindsay for it because it's, it's delicious. I'm telling you, it's delicious. It might not be the best dish out there Italian-wise, but it's pretty damn delicious, Schubert. It's pretty good.
That's going to do it for us here on the Friday edition of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. You can follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. You can follow Sean on Twitter at SCrespin02. Now, Sean, I have to ask you this question. Yeah. And normally I don't like to conduct our personal business here on the air. Okay. Are we doing a special Valentine's Day themed edition of Noble Live on Sunday? Uh, themed? No. Are we doing an well, edition? Well, no, I just, we're, we're doing Noble an edition Live? on Valentine's Day. Yes, we are. Be okay, right, so right we are before doing I, a show on Sunday. Yeah, right before I head out to do ASU and Oregon State, uh, which is a okay. 5 p.m. tip, by the way, for those of you uh, following at home. You can catch us on the uh, the Sun Devil Radio Network on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. So we will have a uh, edition of Noble Live. RevitalizeWeightLoss.com. You can check on that uh, on uh, our Facebook page, uh, our Noble Facebook page. You can get it there as well. So everybody have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Sunday.